Hello and welcome to Quadrivia, the podcast that takes you a step beyond trivia and into the minds of the people who craft it. I'm James Key, the trivia nerd. I'm Tipster, host and land penguin at the Pinnacle Larder, floating somewhere in the Antarctic Ocean. And I am Corey Marcoux with Third Degree Entertainment in uh, eastern Washington, northern Idaho. And we are Quadrivia. We're here to talk to you today about some really interesting stuff that is interesting, interesting to us. Yeah, exactly. That's that's where I was going with that. Um, hopefully it'll be interesting to you. This is going to be a little bit different than normal. We're not going to be going like hard on the, the trivia stuff. I'm, I'm sure there will still be uh, some some minor connections there, but... This is all about our hobbies. This is what we do when we're not trivia-ing. Yeah, this is this is less about hosting trivia and more about the hosts themselves and getting to know us more as people, I suppose. And for um, those of you that listen to us specific, like genuinely because you're trying to become, uh, you know, a better trivia host, first of all, maybe go find some other role models. Second of all... <laughs> uh, <laughs> So the the connection here, though, genuinely is you can't just live trivia 24-7. I mean, you, uh, Jason and I, I know, both have experienced this because um, we've had those times where we're doing 7, 10, 15 shows a week and, and it's just nothing but trivia. And you get that burnout. Oh, yeah. You get that burnout. It's rough. It's hard. It is... It's just, it's not worth it. And it makes you not want to keep doing it. So it's incredibly important to have stuff that you do on the side to do other things. Mm. Um, and so that's, don't think of this as just like a throwaway episode. Think of it as confirmation that you don't have to live and breathe this. Do other stuff, have fun and and be somebody because your your hobbies and your interests and things that you do they're going to come into your trivia anyway so you don't want to uh neglect them i love video games i write video game trivia james you know that doesn't he hates video games yeah oh absolutely <laughs> the worst thing ever rot your brains you know it, it does make me think how much are we going to have in overlap of uh common likes maybe even dislikes in some of these things and mm. you know for those of you listening out there how much of this stuff uh you know falls upon you and and your hobbies uh you know because i think that trivia writers while we're you know quite diverse folks you know i i would think that there's going to be plenty of things that we'll all be able to pull upon and say you know this it's a, a little bit of a commonality in a good majority of the hosting and the writing people out there. So uh, put your bets down to see what Corey and I have in common tonight. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that list is going to be very long, but we might be surprised ourselves. Hey, you know what? I'm excited to find out too. And, and yeah. Tipster, of course, you know, I'm just, you know, I, I want to see what we have in common as well, but I'm yeah. just thinking, you know, me and Corey, oil and water here, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, as we've established in the previous episode, we have the nerd and the asshole. Like, yeah, and then there's also, and then there's also James and Tipster, so. Uh, you know, the, the dynamics, you put any two of us together and, you know, you've got a, a terrible CBS sitcom with a laugh track behind it that will probably run 12 years, you know, 10 years too long. Oh, but, God, right. <laughs> 
Uh, jabbed at CBS. Got him. I mean, speaking <laughs> of him. speaking of TV sitcoms, like what what are people's TV habits like? Because um, I I'm fairly like at the moment I'm catching up on a lot of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Red Dwarf and then the occasional kind of comedy panel show. What are people watching these days? Well. I'll start off by saying that it's not so much TV watching habits for me anymore. I mean, I, I used to be big on gotta catch my show every week. Um, but I, I haven't done that in probably five, six years. And now it's just, it's, it's my Netflix habit or my streaming habit. Um, just sitting down and binging a show. And to that uh regard it it could be anything i actually have incredibly <laughs> eclectic tastes whether i'm watching a cooking show or a true crime or you know a, a comedy or a thriller um as long as there's enough episodes for me to be entertained for at least a few hours i'll probably watch it you know that's one of the things i miss about tv is the appointments that you would have with it uh, I mean, Sunday nights, you know, going to bed and dreading school the next morning. And I knew that I had the solace of the Fox lineup with the Simpsons and married with children <laughs> and whatever else might be, you know, passing by at that time. Uh, you know, even now, uh, present day, my wife and I, you know, it's like, hey, you know, it's it's time for the amazing race. Let's go watch that uh, or you know, actually, lately, uh, a few of the ABC game shows press your luck and things. Uh, sometimes, though, we're not able to watch them and make those appointments. And, hey, we grab them off of Netflix, Hulu, or whatever streaming service we've got. But, you know, TV habits are completely wacky now. It's almost like TV as an entity really isn't even a thing anymore. Yeah, it's it's there, but almost doesn't matter but yeah. uh, you know I, I think with what you said about binging shows i would imagine uh tipster and i know i do uh i go back and i watch some of the stuff from my childhood that i either missed or uh, want to see again i've been trying to go through all the star trek uh you know next generation deep space nine i'm on voyager right now i never saw enterprise but i'm probably going to hit upon that uh, so there's a lot of shows out there that i'm going back to refresh and review uh, at this time. Uh, and and Tipster, I, I think you were talking about some of the panel shows that you watch. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, are you mostly a network television watcher? Do you go with the not, streaming services? Not really. I don't actually have any subscriptions to any streaming services. Because um, really? it's extra money. Yeah, no. Um, I, I tend to rely on YouTube, Twitch, and I, I have Amazon Prime, but it, like Prime Video was not the reason I got it. So occasionally I'll watch something on there like, um, uh, I, I think uh, I started binging Yu-Gi-Oh! again, <laughs> like okay. very recently. <laughs> um, uh, but it's not... I, I don't tend to watch network television either whilst it's live. I'll always watch it on catch-up online. Um, so, for instance, uh, Hypothetical, which is a comedy panel show uh, on Dave, which is a UK TV channel devoted to <laughs> witty banter. Um, 
uh, where they place where, commi- and Taskmaster as well. Um, when I think witty banter, I think Dave. <laughs> what? You 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 say that facetiously, Corey, but I actually know exactly what he's talking about because I know the uh, from clips the uh, the hypothetical show with it's got James Acaster on there. That is one of my wife's favorites right now. <laughs> no, uh, I just after meant seeing him on Taskmaster. The name, Dave is all I meant. <laughs> it, isn't that a great name for a TV it's, network though? If well, there was, yeah. It's, it... <laughs> It's been going a while. People now know it's just really annoying if you happen to be called Dave and people are talking about the TV network Dave. And yeah, I know friends that are like constantly pestered by what's on Dave tonight. Um, I I do. I make fun of it. But when I was in high school, the uh, the 80s, 90s and now radio station was Bob. So (laughs) so I feel exactly right. Um. Well, a quick question: Taskmaster is that the one where there's like three or four people and they're doing random things and they all like put up something uh, to lose? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, it's nothing of value usually. Although sometimes it's amazing. There, there was the sometimes, one guy who put up. Sometimes like, his, they will his, try and buy it out. Yeah. His marriage certificate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is my, yeah my a family, fantastic show. My dad, my stepmom, and uh, some of uh, some of the siblings on that side of the family are obsessed with that show, and they keep telling me to watch it. And I've I've caught one episode, and I enjoyed it, but there's so much of it to watch that I oh yeah, it's on there's, the list, yeah, but, but who knows get, when I'll get around to it. I think yeah, but you'll get hooked on it. They're filming. Uh, well, season eleven is currently on its uh, run in the in the UK at the moment. Um, and um, we've just kind of started watching that, and um, I'm I'm already enjoying the new the new the new cast, as it were. And um, so, you're are you sitting down every week at every Tuesday at eight o'clock to watch that, or when? No, no, I'm regularly watching it on catch up because I don't have free time when it's broadcast live, and also to watch live broadcast TV here in the UK, you have to pay a TV license. And, really? Yeah. Um, so that the publicly funded broadcasters get money without showing ads. Um, huh. So uh, I I watch it on on uh, on catch up um, a lot of the time. Um, I don't think I've actually watched live TV in at least five years. Um, I think. The only exception to that might have been the World Cup, but even then, I wasn't actively following it. If um, if I could ask uh, about this catch up, is this uh, something where you can uh, basically pick up shows that have played in the past week or something? Is this? Uh, yeah, yeah. A, it's, a, it's it's basically the 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 channel's website will host on demand okay. versions oh, so it's just, of the shows. Okay. Yeah, but there is I, there there's not like an app or program called Catch Up. You're just talking about watching it on demand. No, 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 <laughs> no. Uh, just looking because at I got it stuff okay. online. Basically, I, I thought I had seen a uh, catch-up TV website some years ago that actually had some uh, BBC stations or shows or something on it uh, that 
for whatever reason was actually okay to to see in America, or at least uh, it was until they caught up with it. Uh, was uh, that BritBox by any chance? Because that no, launched a few. Yeah, BritBox is a uh, it's advertised over here as a pay service that you can pick up. It was uh, some uh, you know some website might have been sketchy or flaky, but um, when I was a teacher, I would show some of the British kids shows to some of my uh, younger kids. Uh, that is like the pre-K or kindergarten classes. I might, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of some of the things like that we would see. Paddington Bear. Uh, and they're all, I, yeah. <laughs> um, Peter Rabbit uh, Peppa Pig. was something they liked. Oh, Peppa. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Now it's all starting to come back to me, but uh, <laughs> yeah. they were, you know, you know, it, it was fun to, to expose them to that, you know, and it's like, hey, you know, this is computer related. Here, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I it's weird to think that in 2021 I'm recording a podcast with somebody that doesn't have streaming services. Um I I've got the Netflix, the Amazon Prime, the uh, HBO Max, uh Hulu, ESPN Plus and Disney Plus that I, I think that's all, the... all of which I watch regularly. <laughs> That's the trouble for me, though. It's spread so thin. You're having to pay for it really so many is. different services to get the things you want. And well, I, if there I was, will say, oh, you go first. If there was Sorry. like, a, if there was like a single aggregated subscription that I could do, maybe oh, I'd be more like, interested in it. You mean like a cable or satellite provider? <laughs> yeah, I knew that's where <laughs> <I was> right. <laughs> See, for me, I, I like that I'm just choosing the ones that I want to watch. You know, I don't I don't have to have those seven or whatever, but also have a hundred other channels that I'll never touch. Um, hmm. But price wise, it is getting up to that that cable point. It, and if if they put out one or two more streaming services that, you know, are going to have things like that are enticing enough for me to want to watch them. I 100% am going back to just pirating everything. It, I don't, yeah, I don't give a it's shit. Expensive. Like it's expensive. It's like just too much, yeah. That's the trouble I have. And also, there's the region-locked thing as well, where, you know, British Netflix doesn't have the same stuff on it as yeah. American Netflix. And, oh, it, it's it's too much headache for me and, and kind of cost to be worth it when there's tons and tons of free content out there in the wide world that hey okay i occasionally occasionally have to watch ads but that's well, fine i'm gonna uh, we could and i would be so could, okay with this we could do an entire episode on just watching tv <laughs> but we we should move on because right. we've got a we've, we've well, got an entire episode to fill i do want to to do a slight TV offshoot. Um, and we can also touch on Twitch in this regard. But YouTube. I have... Yeah. In the past, I would watch a YouTube video here and there, you know, just because I was bored or wanted to see it. Um, especially with... Oh, what what was it? The uh, Bon Appetit. When Claire... I don't know her last name, but that, that Claire gal would make gourmet versions of you know kit kats and gourmet shit like skittles that. and yeah oh. yeah like i loved watching that i'd watch those okay but i'd never like sit down and binge anything on youtube but for the last probably two months 
I have watched more YouTube than, you know, probably the last five years combined. Like I am just mm. absolutely stuck right now on Mr. Beast, Vsauce, Mark Rober, th- those three in particular. I just, just constant. I, I'm very much binging. Uh, well, not binging, but every time Tom Scott puts up a new video, um, I'm always on top of that because I just find him interesting and engaging, and a lot of the stuff that he touches on is very kind of interesting. Um, similarly, with Jay Foreman, uh, who does uh, Unfinished London Map Men, um, uh, again, very interesting stuff presented in a very kind of a consumable way um and then for 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 shiggles uh when i'm not wanting to just intake information um i watch a lot of loading ready run which is this canadian uh comedy troupe turned uh streaming network i suppose who just play video games and do tabletop stuff and occasionally do a live variety show um and that's kind of the the heart of my YouTube content at the minute. Yeah, YouTube for me, I don't have a whole lot of subscriptions out there. Uh, I watch James Rolfe. He's the angry video game nerd. Oh. Uh, there's a guy named Sam the Cooking Guy. Uh, I mean, those are the ones that when they put something out, I'm almost always looking for it. You mentioned Dude. Tom Scott love tom scott what what is it Corey? oh uh, the, the angry just, video game nerd yeah the nostalgia there i mean i remember watching him back when when uh we were watching like well ask a ninja <laughs> yeah what would that, that would be like 15 years ago it's uh, i can't remember when he put out his first video the james rolfe i mean He's, I want to say, on like season 14 or 15, so that sounds about right. And, you know, I mean, he's just one of those fixtures. Whether or not you like video games, you've probably heard of him. Yeah, and I don't watch him regularly, but I've definitely watched uh, quite a few of his, especially the old ones, like the ones from fucking however long ago. But when he would play like Ghostbusters, I remember that was a big one and he would just <laughs> freak out on it. Um, yeah, I you saying that just brought back two o'clock in the morning, pounding Dr. Pepper on a Tuesday night, watching stupid <laughs> videos when I should be sleeping because I've got school in the morning. Oh, oh goodness. my God. That is such a familiar feeling. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Anything, you know, going with video games, there's another series, if you want to call it that, but it's uh, Games Done Quick. Every winter and summer, they do a fundraiser, pulling in like a couple of million dollars in donations each time they put it on, and it's people just speedrunning games. And sometimes it's, you know, uh, you got your any percents, your 100 percents. I mean, people who will play through the entire you know, Wind Waker or Breath of the Wild, or they might even do like all the Metroids or something like that. And, you know, people will just throw money at them for a good cause. Hmm. And it's definitely one of the positive things that's come out of YouTube, to say the least. So I I also watch um, ADD, A-G-D-Q, 
say that fast. Yeah. Um, uh, but I tend to focus on the quote unquote meme categories quite a lot, like, you know, crystal percent or blind percent or things like that. Just because. Would that be like when people are yeah. doing a, a Zelda speed run, but it's like no sword shit like that? Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the weird stuff that you normally wouldn't see or glitch runs. Those are my favorite. Some of the ones where, you know, I mean, sometimes it's it's technically it's beating the game, but they like position items within the game to affect the program's memory. So well, they do that, that a lot on they can, Super you know, Mario 2, yeah. don't they? Yeah, Mario mm. 3, the Mario, Mario 3. World, you know, it's like they have to, you know, put the, the shells pixel perfect in these spots and then they, you know, glitch an item out of the item box that doesn't exist and then it, it causes the, the memory pointer to jump somewhere <laughs> on the cartridge and then it, it takes them right to the end credits and they're like, well, that counts, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, give me, you know, give me some donations. Yeah, yeah I did it. I just can't imagine <laughs> finding that shit, though. That is crazy. A lot of it is either like trial and error or people a lot. I know that a few um, speedrunners that I know just like searched Reddit forums and stuff for bug reports that have been that put would in. That sense, yeah. I can imagine um, that or or actually like um, pouring through the, the game code itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, now you know with beating all these games do you all have any games that maybe from even the past you know years or from your childhood that kind of still haunt you that you never did get through oh oh my goodness um i i've i've still been i've got a list and at some <laughs> point at some point i want to do a way back wednesday style stream um where I try and beat these games from my childhood. So in there is, you know, all three of the original Spyro trilogy, um, Bugs Bunny Lost in Time, um, Lego Racers, um, to name but a few. Time Splitters. Time Splitters was a big <laughs> one as well um, that I never actually completed because trying to break every window in the China level with bricks was <laughs> too difficult for 12 year old me um <laughs> so um i i have a list there is a list somewhere <laughs> my list is kind of mental right now and the two that are big on there that i definitely know about uh one of them is cobra triangle an old uh, on the nes the original it was a boat racing game from rare uh would always get to that last level and never quite beat that last boss uh and the same with the original castlevania uh i mean i i I feel like i've gotten better actually than when i was a kid but i just cannot finish it i can get to the last boss i can get so close but just never get there i watch the people doing the speed runs and everything and i'm trying to pick it up i guess if i were to really sit down and you know, take a couple of weeks and just pound at it, I could probably do it. I just, you know, it, it just hangs at the back of my mind. Uh, and it's one of those things, like you say, if you had a, you know, a weekly podcast or a weekly Twitch stream where you would do that, 
maybe mm. that's something I need to do to, to get myself my butt moving and, and beat some of these games that just still from my childhood or even the recent past that I have not been able to conquer yet. Are you playing anything at the minute? Um, like, have you well, got any games you're working on right now? Not terribly, no. I mean, the only the consoles that I have in my home now are mostly because of my daughter, uh, and she does have a Nintendo Switch, uh, and I really don't pick that up uh, as much. But I think Breath of the Wild, watching her play it, and just face palming at the stupidest shit she does in that game. <laughs> oh, she's my like, goodness. I'm. I'm going to go north. And I'm like, but you haven't done, you know, you need to kind of follow what the old man said. And you probably need to get that glider before you do anything else. No, there's the lion looking creature that's like half horse and he's got a bow and arrow. I want to go. I want to go talk to him. And oh God. Uh, she OK, granted, she's really not that you know bad but uh she she really wants to do her own thing in the game and it has come back to bite her a few times but it's it still it was fun to watch but at the same time so damn frustrating and it's like i just need to pick up this game and do it right <laughs> word of advice for the completionists out there by the way do not play zelda breath of the wild huh. there there is so much stuff to 100 percent that it is not, I wouldn't say it's not not it's not worth your time, but you will spend many, many hours uh, trying to one hundred percent it. <laughs> I'm gonna Don't. I'm gonna try something here. Um, for the for the listeners and for our own just a thought exercise here, I'm mm -hmm. gonna start by going back to the TV. We'll do a TV. YouTube and then video games. You'll see what I'm where I'm going with this in a second. Um, okay. Just name your top three. Uh, any any category or uh, qualifications that that you want. You know, it's entirely up to you. But but tell people top three TV shows that you enjoy watching that you think people should check out if they haven't. Top three YouTube channels that they should check out. And top three video games, maybe more classic stuff as opposed to, you know, something that came out within the last year. Uh, but let's let's try that, and then we can let them uh, reply with their their comments and feedback on those, and we can touch on it more in future episodes. Oh, Sounds man. good. I I tell you, anytime somebody tells me, you know, pick your top three, it's like. That's an impossible task for me. Oh, I, I I can try to do it. I know I'll that let feeling you two so go much. First, uh, I I can do that, and I'll tell you what what's gonna make this doable for me at the moment is uh, qualify it as just your top three at the moment, not top three of all okay. time. I I could not tell you my top three of anything of all time, but I could tell you That's... three things that you know are resonating with me right now. Occupying your present attention span. Kind of yeah, thing. exactly. Okay, that's a little easier, but still, I'll let you two go first while I think it over. Okay. Uh, well, Tipster, since I came up with it, I'm going to make you go first. Okay. Uh, top. We'll, we'll uh, do each one in order. So we'll do uh, your TV shows. Three TV shows uh, for people to watch. So TV, uh, Red Dwarf, it's classic sci-fi comedy. Um, absolutely love that show to death. Um, Hustle. Um, which was a very smartly done kind of 
drama around con artists. Um, and uh, as I mentioned before, Taskmaster is is up there. Um, and I'm going to accidentally sneak in a fourth and say Crystal Maze sure. and close the box. <laughs> Did you say and a fourth and then put five in there? Is that what no. just happened? No, 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 no. Close the boxes in. I'm done. <laughs> okay. Close the like... box is not a show. <laughs> I was like, you cheater. That is not allowed. Uh, I okay. All right. Um, Rules are made to be broken. I'll say my three right now. One is a, a little bit of a newer show, but it's the uh, His Dark Materials on HBO, the, the Golden Compass oh. stuff, if you watch that. Uh, really enjoying that. Um, the other two, though, are just old, old standbys for me. 30 Rock and Scrubs. I'm I'm actually uh, re-watching both of those in their entirety at the moment. So 30 Rock, Scrubs, and His Dark Materials. James. I was just thinking about 30 Rock uh, today, and I, for whatever reason, I couldn't think of Tracy Morgan's character in the show. And as soon as you say it, Tracy it's gonna, Jordan? Yeah. And I knew it was like right, <laughs> a, a, an adjacent name. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so I would say for TV, uh, current and in the past, uh, Animaniacs got to be number one. Oh, <laughs> fair. That yeah. is. I still have a few episodes to go on their first new season, but it's nice to savor them instead of to uh, just plow through them. I'm gonna. You can go always right tell somebody's to... an Animaniacs fan if you 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 just say one word to them and watch their reaction, and that Would one that word be... is fingerprints. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I was going to say Fabu. That might have been. That works it, but, too. <laughs> yeah, because either one of them going to get you. Um, I, I have to go back to, say, Taskmaster. I mean, it's a show that not only do I love, but my wife loves. It kind of really broke her into liking British comedy. And we've even said, you know, we're getting close to finishing all the seasons to this point. I think we could go back to season one again and re-enjoy everything and not be disappointed by it. Uh, and then I'll just say, like I mentioned before, the various Star Trek series that uh, have been, you know, in the, I guess you would kind of call them the next generation, that cluster that has Deep Space Nine and uh, Deep, uh, Voyager with it uh, kind of all together. Uh, once I finish those, I feel like they, those three, would you say that those three kind of belong together in a way? I don't think I've watched any of them, so I couldn't yeah. answer that. I watched Picard. Yeah. How do you like that? You know, considering I only have passing uh, knowledge of a lot of the references, I still enjoyed it. I mean, I, I definitely uh, liked the next generation. Um, you know, I've never sat down and watched them all, but I watched a lot with my folks and I've caught a lot of reruns and just from that and the, uh, Picard movies, I'm really enjoying Picard. All right. I've been a little bit worried because I like that level of nineties special effects and, uh, you know, the, the storytelling and the way that's done, it's not overly dramatic. Whereas something like, uh, you know, like Picard, for example, and uh, what's the 
most recent Star Trek that's been on Discovery? the air. Discovery? Yeah, I think that's the one. I almost feel like those are probably, if you want to say, like, grittier. And I don't mind gritty stuff. It's just that it, it doesn't click with me as something that belongs in Star Trek. But uh, it's something that I might get into once I start, you know, uh, easing myself into binging those other shows. So we'll see how that goes. You know, like you were saying with, you know, the 90s aesthetic, I think that the aesthetic for the last five years and next five years will probably in 10 or 20 years be described as gritty. Everything had to go gritty, you know, <laughs> and, and I think I think Logan yeah. was one of the big catalysts for it. Um, but Ed- Edgy yeah. slash gritty kind oh, yeah. of drama, yeah. Where do we get that gritty Teletubbies remake? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, there's a um, oh god, there was a fake trailer going around for a gritty remake of Arthur, and really? I absolutely, <laughs> l- l- yeah, it's it's amazing. Um, if if you find it, um, but uh, speaking of things that we have seen on the internet, YouTube, um, my top three, uh, Tom Scott has got to be up there. Um, and then it gets a little bit more complicated because I have to kind of work out what I think I like a lot of what, um, in terms of video game channels outside Xbox puts out some really good content. Um, I mentioned loading ready run earlier, but they're kind of more a background thing to me that outside Xbox is something that I more kind of sit and actively watch. Um, Come back to me for my third, shall Will we? Will do. All right. I'll tell you mine. Um, first two are pretty easy for me. In fact, number one is super easy. Uh, absolutely Mark Rober. If you're not familiar with him, he's a mm-hmm. former NASA engineer. Um, and he just does, like, fun science shit. You know, he, he made the uh, squirrel obstacle course while trying to make a squirrel-proof bird feeder. And he's oh. done the the world. Actually, the one thing that that people are probably familiar with him for is he made the glitter bomb for the package thieves. That's I've exactly seen what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was that video that really got me hooked on him. And now I I've watched most of his videos. So he's he's number one for sure. I love the science and his energy and humor. Um, I think he brings a lot of fun stuff to YouTube. Video Game Donkey. <laughs> video Game oh. Donkey has been responsible for several video game purchases of mine. Um, <laughs> because I know he, like, his reviews aren't always, like, the most informative reviews. He just makes fun of the games he's playing, but he does it with so much energy and, and makes them seem so much fun that I'm like, shit, I'm going to go buy that game because of a Donkey video. Um <laughs> So I have to say Donkey. And then the third one I mentioned earlier as well is Mr. Beast. Although I'm now getting into his older stuff. And Mm. it it looks like older Mr. Beast, like two, three years ago, Mr. Beast uh, had some problematic stuff that that probably wouldn't uh, fly these days. But he does seem to have matured a lot more uh, in his newer videos. So I, I don't feel too bad about still saying him uh as long as i acknowledge that some of the older just you know some vaguely homophobic comments or 
Yeah. Oh. The things that were unfortunately commonplace uh, in the past because we weren't quite aware of how troubling it really was. Um, so I, I'm, I'm adding that little caveat, that asterisk to mentioning him. But the newer stuff, you don't see that that happening. And I just like his how much shit he gives away. He gives so much back to people that mm. uh, I'm okay with, with mentioning him. Um, let's see. You know, I kind of did the same thing Tipster did. I just opened up YouTube and I saw what it spit <laughs> out at me. Uh, number one, Randy Santel, also known as Atlas. He is a competitive eater and he's oh, very no. energetic and upbeat and he goes around the, the country. He's had 900 wins plus uh, in various restaurants and you know, I like try to see you know where he's been in in Louisville. He's been to a couple of places here, uh, one already uh, like closed years ago, but he took a win from there. Maybe that's why they closed. I don't know. Um, so I like <laughs> to watch him. You know, and it's you know real quick stuff, like at most maybe twelve minutes. So it's not like anything. Uh, you know, extremely, it's not gross in any way. He just, you know, they put a big plate of food in front of him and he talks about it. He's like, oh yeah, this is the best stuff I've ever had, you know, and just really fun kind of a guy to do, to do that. Okay. Um, another, <clears throat> another one uh, is various Wilty videos. That's W-I-L-T-Y, Would I Lie to You, which I'm sure Tipster has heard of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is, it is a comedy panel show from across the pond and uh, they just, like they're given a card, various celebrities, comedians get on there and they're given a card and it may have something that is true about them or it might be a complete lie. So they just have to read it out loud. Then they get grilled by the other people to try to convince them that it is actually true. And then they have to determine whether it was a truth or a lie. And, you know, eh, they get points and, you know, nobody wins anything. It's just that's the way the panel shows go over there. And I love it. They just, you know, play for fun. And the final one, which I'll bet you've probably heard of, the lockpicking lawyer. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Most most of his videos are like literally two minutes. And fascinating. Has, yeah. He has opened like over a thousand locks. I mean, he numbers his videos and he's like, this is, you know, lock number 1028. And he just explains, you know, why it's a mostly everything's a bad lock to him. I mean, he can open anything and everything. Now he will say, even though I opened this, this is something that I would probably use. And he explains why and why it's a good thing, why this is a bad thing. And it's just, you know, kind of like with you and Mark Rober, uh, I really don't understand everything about locks, but he makes it, you know, pretty entertaining for such a, a very calm demeanor that he has. He just, you know, talks it over you see him picking the lock real time and you know, everything's done in under a minute and it's just a lot of fun for me to, to pick that up, you know, here and there when I just need a, a very quick distraction. I will say I'm always so, fascinated by my own ability to be fascinated by things like that. I mean, it's literally, you don't even, there's no real effects or, or production put into his videos. It's a camera trained on the lock and you see his hands opening it. And, you know, describing it to somebody who's not familiar with it, it's going to sound pretty boring. And yet, I just, it's a, 
a rabbit hole that you fall into and you can't help but <laughs> watch more and more of them. So kind of off the back of the lockpicking lawyer and Mark Rober, um, I want to say my third choice is Matt Parker, a.k.a. Stand Up Maths, um, who kind of does the similar thing with a lot of mathematical concepts. Um, fun. Just kind of breaks them down into bite-sized chunks and has fun with it. Um, and, and that's kind of my, yeah, I, 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 again, whenever a new video comes out, I tend to watch it day of. Um, so definitely up there for me. Um, what was the third one? Video games. Yep. We'll, we'll end it with video games. And then after a 45 minute, uh, distraction on those three subjects, we'll try and and rush through the rest Rattle of our through hobbies, everything <laughs> else giving them the attention they deserve uh totally. yeah, three video games um right so for me at the minute uh i'm very into my stealth games quite quite a lot so um i'm getting back into original assassin's creed um uh lots of pots smashing everywhere um and me just failing at being stealthy uh hitman as well is a franchise i'm getting back into quite a bit um especially now that the third installment of the new series is out i'm kind of catching up um and uh third one uh is probably an interesting one because i have a group of friends who are very into formula one the, the motorsport um and I've started kind of racing in Formula One and we've set it up so they're my pit crew now. <laughs> like I have That's all the telemetry cool. set up so they can see what's going on with all the other racers and what's going on with me. And they're basically feeding information into my ears on racing. It's a nice little nice little thing that we do um, uh, you know, uh, every, every so often where we'll sit and we'll do a full race pit crew and everything and just go um so those are my three i think okay i'm really regretting um offering this as a suggestion just because i don't know what the fuck to say uh video games for me i for all the time i spend playing them which is way too much uh mm. i don't really have like hardcore favorites and i okay. don't get that that uh, uncontrollable need to beat one like if if mm. i'm starting a game and it's getting too difficult to the point where i'm having not having fun like it can be hard but i'm still having fun but if i'm not having fun because i, I don't still feel a need to beat it i can just put it down and walk away from it um but the the games that i'm really into right now I would say Watchdog Legion, uh, Watchdogs Legion, mm -hmm. playing a lot of that lately. Um, Red Dead Redemption Two, I haven't stopped playing since it came out. I I can get so lost in that world. I think it's just incredible uh, what they did with that game. It's and those then, realistic horse testicles, mate. That's what that's, it is. It is. <laughs> they probably had a team of like twenty people just working on that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then the third, one, the third one is a little bit cheating, but I enjoy it and it's a game, so I'm counting it. Anyone who's spent time on Twitch, 
is probably familiar with Marbles on Stream. Oh. And yeah. I'm I'm not big on the racing. I actually I don't do the races often, but I'm really enjoying the uh track builder. I'm I'm making a lot of maps for Marbles on Stream. And I'm having a blast building those maps. So uh that's the third one I'll say. All right. Well, um you know, even though you were talking about picking games that were kind of in the presence of mind right now, I don't have a terrible number of those. Uh, there's actually one that I played for a good amount of time. It's tapered off lately, but I really enjoyed Among Us for a number oh, of yeah. weeks. And I would I played that with my daughter, uh, and we would have you know good family time doing it. Uh, it's something that we haven't done in a while. I probably need to... You know, just say, hey, let's get into a game and, and get into it and play. And she'd probably be all over it. So that's yeah, definitely one. I feel you on that. And I heard that there's an update, probably not even that recently, but there's like different roles now. And there apparently there's, there's more to it. There's there's mods that you can add that add different roles. Oh, very much like Town of okay. Salem and things like that. Um, all right. I don't know if it's part of the base game yet. Um, they've also there's also mods that L add um, kind of distance based VoIP, so you can talk whilst between rounds, but only to people who are you know obviously in close proximity to you. Okay, that's really cool. Um, which yeah, like I'm I'm down to do that one night. Just have an Among Us like uh, quadrivia or community night where we do proximity-based VoIP, and it's just... Because it's scary. <laughs> like, it is scary. I saw some streamers or some YouTubers doing that on a video, and I thought that was pretty clever. So that is something I definitely want to take you up on. Mm. Um, let's see. Another one, uh, going back, actually, to the childhood, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out on the NES. Oh, oh. But have you just... beat Tyson? Yes, okay. yes, I have. That is one that I can check off the list. Um, people, you know, you hear people talk about it. It's not a boxing game. It's more like a timing slash puzzle game wrapped yeah. in a, a boxing motif. And it's a lot of fun. And it's one of those games that I bought. Uh, maybe it was one of the first that I got on the Nintendo. And I, I kept going back to it. And I could go back to it now. I got it on the Wii as well. Never hmm. really went through that. See, there's another one that I have to uh, put on my list of to beat games. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and the third one I'm going to go to is one that I'm upset that every time I go to this local barcade, it's never turned on, so there must be something wrong with it. But that's the old arcade game of Tron. Uh, oh. And I, I don't know how to explain it. It's got this uh, deep scariness to it especially from like way back in the 80s if you played it it's just you know very loud noises coming from it dark screen and and four different games on it that you played you know in a cycle and uh just a lot of fun uh, the controls are interesting the graphics are interesting sound and music are great and it's one that if i see it in an arcade i'm gonna play it all right well, now, listeners, wh whoever we have left still listening after this <laughs> after all, very non-right. Um, 
there you have it. Go check those things out. Just, just for fun. Things to do when you're not obsessing over trivia. Like have mm-hmm. a healthy non-trivia life. Um, it's important. Again, avoid that burnout. What else does yeah. James do to avoid burnout? I do cooking. I like to mm. do experimental cooking. See, this actually ties right back into the YouTube stuff because I see somebody do something on YouTube with uh, an interesting recipe, and I get on board and I say, yeah, I think I will try that. Um, huh. So anything that is uh, you know, a quick, easy way to do something or maybe an interesting new way to do something I like to hit upon. Uh, unfortunately, my wife is kind of picky in the way that she eats so I don't get to do everything that I see out there, but luckily my daughter's a little bit more adventurous when it comes to eating. So, you know, I might be able to actually add some turmeric to my dish and somebody else in the house will eat it. Um, so anything that uh, has to do with uh, cooking or experimental chefery uh, is something that I like to do. Um, are you are you a fan and, of hummus? Yeah. Uh, I no, I really am not. Uh, yeah, chickpeas, right? That's the chickpea yeah. dish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've Garbanzo. I've tried it, <laughs> uh, and and so is my daughter, and, and it's just not our thing. You know, we're we we always say, uh, texture. You know, <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, texture's a big thing for me as well. Like, but I, I I've tried hummus. I'm okay with it. I wouldn't actively go out of my way to choose it, um, and. Kind of on the back of cooking, my 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 efforts of cooking are bung it in the oven and <laughs> come back twenty minutes later. That is oh. that is as far as my cooking prowess goes. I'll tell See, you, you need to get yourself an air fryer. That'll change your life. Oh. Air fryer. I mean, I, I know, love mine. Listen, you if you have leftover pizza and you stick it in the microwave, uh, no, yeah, no, but. Just well, four minutes in the air fryer, and it's like it's fresh from you know the box. Even better, I think. Okay, I. How much is an air fryer? Eh. <laughs> oh, they, they range. I mean, you could find them okay. um, forty to one hundred and fifty bucks, reasonably so. to find you know one that's going to work fine. And they've got smart ones out eh. there now too, uh, that you can you know. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure you can like scan the the barcode of the food item on an app on your phone <laughs> and the air fryer will like run the appropriate amount of time at the right temp. Um, so, I mean, it, it's pretty hard to, to fuck those up. Good. Cause, cause, <laughs> because you would, because I would. <laughs> uh, uh, oh my goodness. Um, uh, oven recently broke down, so I was living on like microwave and takeout for the past past week whilst we were waiting someone for someone to come out and fix it. So uh, it's going to be good to get back to real food. I want to <laughs> say, well, go get a go get an air fryer and don't you know, like we. So my wife and I use it so incredibly much; it's insane. Just for anything, yeah. I'll, we'll, I'll just be like, "Hey, do you think I could make this in the air fryer?" She'll be like, "Well, let's find out." I mean, we've made we're cookies. Air fry. We we've made cookies in the air fryer, and we've made I've cooked bacon in the air fryer. Like, oh yeah, yeah, okay. bacon in the air fryer. Yeah, you can do anything. So this is sounding very appealing, but it also sounds like it's something <laughs> I will end up setting on fire at some point. Like, 
Hey, and then you have something to talk about. Such, such the fire in my kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. All right, James. What else? Hit us with hit us with another hobby. Oh boy, um, uh, rummage sales. Uh, that's a problem, actually, oh. that I have. Uh, you know, my wife and I. It's it's probably about the time that people are going to start doing these, and we go out and we're like, yeah, we could probably use this, and we now have <laughs> about a thousand things in this house that we could probably use, but oh Lord knows where they are. And I mean, looking around this living room that I'm sitting in right now, there's just you know, bins and boxes and things just crammed. I, I see some Christmas lights. I see some Pac-Man <laughs> ankle socks. I see uh, a, oh, there's something I picked up. A, uh, one of those, you know, what you call, not a boom, you know, a boom speaker, if you will. I was thinking, mm -hmm. hey, I could probably use that for trivia. Oh, like, like the boom box style thing. Eh, kind, you know, it's like you, you can put a, mic in it so you can do karaoke if you uh, right. oh. there's a $25,000 pyramid game board game there's oh. a, uh, a a pixel pals legend of zelda lamp uh there are three hole punchers right there <laughs> why um, there's some walkie talkies Ooh, a uh, a pikachu game boy uh anybody want to buy one i've got one for sale um <laughs> Wait, Some is this con... a spare one or the the one? Well, it's 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 one that I found. You know, it's like, hey, I could probably flip this, and it's been sitting here for a few years with a Tony Hawk cartridge stuck in the back. I'm like, ah, oh, oh, we'll Tony find Hawk on the it. Game Boy. Oh my goodness, oh. that's <laughs> yeah. Because be why would why would you put Pokemon Yellow in it when you could put Tony Hawk in there? That's the way I bought it. What can I say? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna so, I'm gonna so stop like listing. So you like to buy random shit? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. not necessary. I I think I did get that from my dad. He was uh, uh he would say an antiques collector. Um, so he was a hoarder. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> and uh, we're we are trying to unhoard our house, and we're we're making progress. Um, nice. So you know, we're we're gonna make our way out of this junk pile. I'm going to stop mentioning because I could probably list another 20 oh unique God. things that are in my eyesight right now and it would just make yeah. So moving on, uh, how about uh, you tipster uh, let's talk about some of the things that you do in your spare time. Yeah so um, I mean more recently I've been getting um, very into uh, tabletop roleplay uh, so stuff like um, not so much Dungeons and Dragons although that's the one everybody knows um but more kind of uh cyberpunk savage worlds um uh kind of playing about with different genres different uh different kind of um systems and things like that um uh, i also do um some kind of server-based role play as well um in gta um and i did do some experimenting with some in red dead as well um a while ago and i'm kind of really enjoying that getting into you know getting into my character's story and everything um and then in the before times <laughs> um i used to do larp quite a bit uh live action role play um again people think of shouting spells at each other and it's not all that <laughs> a lot of the a lot of the stuff that i do is very kind of narrative and story based um 
Uh, and the most recent one that I've been doing a lot with is uh, cyberpunk style um, and kind of very much one-off scenarios within this cyberpunk world. And i got to say, I'm enjoying it. I'm As much as my character gets punished, I love it because I come out with it with uh, out of it with a great story at the end that you know I can retell to people or we can reminisce about. Um, also, speaking of the before times, um, I used to host poker um, in in bars, um, and it was that may sound like a job to some people. To me, it was uh, very much a hobby, mainly because I was getting paid in pizza and drinks uh so um but i i'd i'd run this poker tournament for people and we were doing it for about two three years before well this happened um and i've kind of, i kind of started moving it online as well um and likewise with board games as well um I used to play board games with friends a lot in person um and now i've got tabletop simulator board game online stuff like that um, so I've kind of been moving those things to other other places, um, but yeah, used to used to run my own poker night back in the day, and I'm a bit out of practice, and I really need to get back into that at some point, probably when the bars open back up and the the world is less on fire. Um, Maybe you can host a, a quadrivia poker night. Maybe. Maybe indeed, yeah. That might be something on the cards uh-huh. uh, uh-huh. in the future. You know, um, it, it, I was talking about things that would overlap, and oddly enough, that's one of the things that overlaps with me. I would have uh, you know friends over to play poker, and we. Mm. I, I actually programmed a uh, a clock for the. Uh, yeah, well, basically, what do you call that when you you raise the blinds? You uh, know, blinds timer. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I I had it where you could customize it with times and how much each level was. Uh, you know, a little bit of uh, graphics and sound effects. I mean, that's you know me geeking out about things. I even uh, ran a poker tournament as well. It was a charity poker tournament for a school, and I mean, I like you know ordered the chips and. And set up the the blind structure and, and put everybody into tables and you know moved them around and it was a but you know it was a big event so it was a little bit more stressful probably than the bar because I imagine you probably didn't have more than a couple dozen people in there yeah but we we, we were usually two tables maybe three on a good night um, oh this was I'm gonna say huge in comparison to that I I'm trying to remember there was probably eighteen to twenty tables of people. So yeah, that was uh, that was a late night, but it, it was a, a lot of fun, and we made a lot of money for the, the school. So a okay there. Man, I kind of miss playing poker. You know, it uh, was uh, what, what kind of. By the way, what kind of poker did you stick with? Was it I, everybody's favorite of uh, Texas Hold'em, or did you yeah, mix it up? I I tend to I tend to host Texas Hold'em just because it's the one that most people know, and it's. Although it's not the easiest of the variants out there to pick up necessarily, it's the easiest to find material on a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the the league that we were in was Texas Hold'em. Like it, it, 
was kind of forced upon us. Um, but I have played about with different variants on that format for a while. Um, so there's a list somewhere of all different like ideas of Texas Hold'em poker tournament variants that I've had. Um, from way back when, when I hosted on tabletop um, and, and streamed, oh my God, uh, streamed poker commentary. Um, but uh, th- those days are somewhat behind me because uh, coding, it, it, I, I, I was bad with code. <laughs> I don't know where to start with my code now. I'd have to throw it out and start again, I think. You know, I would I would actually say coding is one of my hobbies. I'm not yeah. good at it, and I don't know a whole lot about it. Um, I have I have two very specialized areas of coding that I can handle, which are not unfortunately very useful. Um, <laughs> okay, if you're familiar with IRC in general, yeah. there's a specific IRC client called MIRC, and it's it's definitely probably the biggest best known irc client Mm -hmm. um and it uses its own scripting language called msl mirc scripting language i am fairly decent with uh with msl i use it to build chatbots on twitch um i've built games with it Uh, i've actually got a a game that I built on it recently where it, it hosts trivia on my Twitch channel while I'm setting up for like my actual live trivia game. Um, but it, it shows the questions on the screen. People can respond and it, it tracks scores and everything. Uh, so I do a lot of coding in that and have a lot of fun just seeing what kind of crazy and fun uh, programs I can build in there. And also... Uh, Google Drive uses, uh, I think it's like a, a specialized version of JavaScript. Maybe? Uh, a is mixture it, of JavaScript it... and Visual Basic, I think. Yeah. Um, and I've, depending I've, on where. I've been learning that um, just as it applies to like the uh, answer sheets that, that I use for trivia and uh, little things like that. But I've been playing around on there and learning things and having fun with it. And it's been really interesting, but uh, doesn't have much use outside of, you know, a few very specific areas. Use cases, yeah. Yeah. Well, you you say that, but uh, oddly enough, another overlap with me, I did programming on MIRC as well, making games oh, yeah? like uh, uh, Outburst. Uh, where people could, you know, get on teams and it would uh, take responses from them, uh, a rudimentary wheel of fortune, even. So nice. I mean, yeah, I've done some of that, and you know, I, I'm surprised that didn't come to the forefront because that's something that I've been doing in the past few weeks and months is doing programming not only with like spreadsheets and some scripting in there, but also um, I I'm never gonna let go of of Flash or animate action script. I mean, I just did a huge data mining project uh, using that script, uh, action script three, to pull 
information out of data files from some old uh, like Windows games. Uh, I, I wouldn't say go back to DOS games, but I mean like early Windows 95 and 98. So I mean I had to look it's up like and some I found people. Doom and Duke Nukem type stuff. Chips uh, Challenge. More, yeah. Oh, Chips Challenge. Oh, oh my God. I love that game. <laughs> oh, man. You know, so, I mean, I, I do love programming. I mean, every once in a while I'll be like, oh, remember fractals? I do. Let's program some. <laughs> and I, uh, the game of life, uh, which is uh, a cellular automata, uh, which I found some different versions of it a few months ago. And I was like, oh, sure, I'll try that. So, I mean, it's not even necessarily all for productivity's sake. It's just for, let's see what I can do. You know, hmm. makes myself makes myself feel happy that I can do something like that. That's awesome. So, yeah. Huh. So, that's a great finishing point, I think. Yeah. Do you have any, anybody else with any more that, that comes to mind, or are we ready to move on to some of the more well, uh, trivial I, haha things uh, I have about hobbies. this podcast? Uh, okay. <laughs> Nobody Tell wants us, to know Chloe. my hobbies? <laughs> Well, I thought you just—I thought you were ending with programming. I thought that was your closer, but <laughs> that was my opener. <laughs> okay, that's all. What I else do you I like should... to do in your spare time, Corey? <laughs> What's better than coding? Come on, um, wow. building marbles, racetracks, duh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all. That's my closer. No. Um, I, I guess I really don't have a whole lot more. That hasn't been said. I, too, love cooking. Um, video gaming has been done to death here. Um, <laughs> but uh, there was actually something, and I completely spaced what I wanted to talk about. I just love technology in general. I'll often go online and I'll buy, you know, an Arduino processor. Or I'll buy a, a Raspberry Pi or things like that, and just or fancy play with lights. It. Yeah, yeah, I've got. Well, the fancy lights I bought for my wedding DJ stuff. Um, oh, right. since that's not happening right now, I've got them connected to my Twitch stream uh, through some smart. I've got a smart outlet and a smart uh, uh, power strip, so that's come in handy. But I, I just love messing with technology and seeing what I can make happen. Uh, through recipes and combinations and and engineering. Uh, so I, I have a lot of fun with that. Again, it's a very rudimentary, a very beginner level for me, mm. but something that I'm really wanting to devote more time to. Um, but in the before times, which is really going to surprise anyone who has watched me on Twitch recently, uh, because I certainly don't look it now, but... Uh, you know, a year ago and about 75 pounds ago, I I did a lot of outdoor stuff. I love hiking and camping and rock climbing. Um, and every summer I'd be out, you know, doing stuff like that at least three, four times a week. Uh, and it's been hard for me not getting to do that. I mean, I know it's still fairly uh, socially distant and and relatively safe, but it's not, I haven't felt comfortable going out and doing that, you know, leaving my wife mm -hmm. at home alone. Cause she, she doesn't like uh, doing a lot of those things. So that's probably been the hobby that I've missed the most 
over the last year is just going out, enjoying the outside and being physically active. I used to be kind of the same way with uh, bicycling. I mean, that's how I got around and it would just be, you know, every night, probably a couple of hours where I would just be cycling around going from, you know, place to place, friend's house to friend's house or whatever. Uh, and it's just something that's kind of fallen off the wayside, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and as, as these things are, it would be to nice do. to, yeah. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, as, as I age, my, you know, body and allergies are like, you don't like being outside. Like, You're <laughs> right. Like so, I thought I did, I, but okay. Oh, no. It's like, have, you know, I mean, it's terrible that I'll come in and I'll say to my wife, oh, my clothes smell like outside. <laughs> and it's like, well, what were you doing? I was out there 20 grueling minutes. Can you believe it? You know? <laughs> I walked all so. the way to the mailbox and I took out the garbage <laughs> can and I am done. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Speaking of 20 grueling minute minutes, it's time for 10 grueling minutes. No, it's not. I still have another hobby. Why oh, you still have more? Why does sorry. nobody think I do anything? I, I thought you're outside. Okay. Sorry, Corey. Carry on. <laughs> well, I have a shitty memory, and I often have like four or five last things because then I remember more. Okay. <laughs> but I this will be the last. Even if I remember another one, I won't share it with you, Okay. Oh. Uh, all right. Now and I just is, feel guilty. No, it's you shouldn't. Um, I mean, you should, but I don't want you to know that. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, buddy. Heart uh, of gold, right here. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, I. This is also like you really shouldn't feel guilty because this is like the most boring hobby that I have. It's I don't even know that it counts as a hobby it's just what i do every night um my wife usually works at like five six o'clock in the morning so she's in bed around nine o'clock i don't go mm -hmm. to bed till around two and so every night you know five hours mostly spent on my computer i've got four monitors here so most nights on one monitor i will have a tv show or a youtube channel or whatever uh, mm. On the uh, vertical monitor I've got, I'll have Discord up and I'm chatting with people in the trivia co-op or in uh, other Discord servers. On monitor three, the one off to my right, I'll probably have a marbles map that I've been building and that needs tests run on it. And I'll just be constantly uh, running testing on it. And then my main monitor, I'm either playing a video game, playing some some League of Legends or Dead by Daylight or whatever, uh, or I'm working on trivia or stream stuff, which doesn't sound like a hobby, but it it's very relaxing and calming for me to, to be able to work on those things that I don't have to work on. It, it'll be mm. me sitting down to, um, you know, update the Quadrivia website, which is quickly becoming a have to, and we'll... Hopefully be done by the time this episode is out. But those things that aren't a necessity, you know, it's not sitting down and writing questions or planning out, you know, a, a wedding I have to DJ or whatever. It's um, coming up with scenes that might improve my Twitch stream or mm. improving the answer sheet system so that uh, I, I have to do less on the, the back end. Um, 
just the little things, just those little tiny projects that you can get distracted from. You can be playing a game or watching a movie or talking to people at the same time while also being mildly productive. Like I live in that moment, that moment of mild distracted productivity that that's like my most comfortable spot. And one of my favorite things, like I genuinely enjoy it. And when I don't get to do that, I get cranky. Uh, Uh, It sounds familiar, you know? Yeah. Like, you dump yourself down in, in front of your computer and you probably are doing two or three things. And well, you've just, you know, taken it to the next level with your four monitors, <laughs> which honestly, listen, I'm not, I am not knocking that. I am mildly jealous of that. So. Yeah. Likewise. <laughs> well, the, you know, what's a little bit annoying is my main one. It, I got this incredible deal for black Friday and it's a 34 inch ultra wide but there's right. so few things that actually support ultra wide. Ultra wide screen, yeah. Yeah, that it's like a pain in the ass if I'm trying to stream anything from it. Trying to get mm-hmm. um, Streamlabs OBS to to pick up this display, it's it's actually really frustrating. Mm-hmm. And I have to have like doubles of each scene in my OBS. So uh, depending on whether or not I'm streaming it from the ultra wide or from a regular because you have to move things around and adjust all the effects around it. So a little bit annoying. Uh, first world problem for sure. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but the reason I, I fought Tipster so hard to let me mention that is I think for at least most of us, trivia is also a hobby. I think that we yeah. enjoy it. We like doing it. But there's a big difference between getting to do it on your own terms uh, and having to do it. And there's times where for fun, I'll sit down and I'll write a trivia round. And I Mm. don't feel that pressure that I do on a Monday morning or a Wednesday morning when I'm, you know, I've got a deadline and I'm racing against the clock. I've got to get this done now. And it has to be good because so-and-so is going to be there or this is going to happen. So I can do the exact same thing two different times in the day. One time I'm going to enjoy it. One time I'm going to hate it. And that's, oh, yeah. that's valid too. Like that, I think that happens to all of us. I, I hope so. Yeah. I've, I've had similar things where like my week has just been that busy that I'm writing the game the day of. And I've talked on this podcast before about how long it takes me to write rounds. Um, and that's because I take my time over it. I like to pace things out over the course of the week. And when I don't get the chance to do that, I panic. And it <laughs> it kind of starts burning away at me slightly, um, which is why, you know, sometimes I'll do a shorter game or sometimes I'll, I'll um, you know, I'll, I'll push it back and have or sometimes end up canning it all together because I just the 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 necessity of needing to do it as opposed to wanting to do it during the week seems to flick something in my brain that says this is a have to now this is a chore and yeah, it, it really exactly. isn't most of the time no but it it feels that way which which can be a bummer um but yeah. speak, speaking of having to do things with a deadline <laughs> that otherwise you would like to do why don't you tell us all about 
Your other favorite hobby. I've had three different segues well, throughout this entire conversation. <laughs> he I, gotcha. He stole I, it from you. I know. <laughs> oh, it's. It, I guess it's time for this week's keyword challenge. Um, this is where we take a random keyword submitted to us by you, the trivia community. Uh, you can do so by emailing quadriviapod at gmail.com or visiting quadriviapodcast.com. And there, I think there's a form on there for you to submit your keyword to us. And um, um, No. There's not. No? There's but not I a will, form anymore. I will add one. I will make one. Thank you. Um, uh, by the time this podcast comes out, there might be a form. Who knows? Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Uh, but it's, James, it's only what about has... a month. Only about a month to add a Google form to a page. So we'll see. Yeah, oh, did your did your phone just ping it? Yeah, I, I've got a Google the pixel, G-word. so saying the word Google made it freak out. Oh, anyway, save us from this, James. What is this week's keyword that's been pulled out of the hat? Today's keyword is brought to you by Jacob Schwai of Tipster's Village Pub. And I... tonight's keyword is... Dave Matthews Band. I do not own this pub. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> so this wasn't, this my wasn't a plant in the audience. You didn't like pay somebody no. $20 to provide this no, keyword. No, because I, if I'd have paid someone $20, it wouldn't have been Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> I was going to well, say, you were talking you about how much this, uh, I've heard of them. You were uh, talking about how much you loved Dave earlier. Not... Uh, not, not that, that Dave. Dave. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. And, and Jacob, please forgive me. I know that I did not say your last name correctly. Um, but uh, Jacob S of Tipsters Village Pub, we do thank you for the keyword. And you know, this one is, I would say, pretty accessible. I think most people know who the Dave Matthews Band is. So let's see what we can pull from our uh, knowledge bases, let's say, huh? <laughs> Where uh, else can we pull minutes. them from? Oh my yeah. goodness. Exactly. We're gonna take that 10 minutes right now, and when we come back, we're gonna have three very interesting and diverse questions about Dave Matthews' band, and you're gonna be able to vote on which one you think is the best. So are we ready, gentlemen? Uh, More or yeah. less, although I personally vote that we only give Tipster five minutes. What? Why? Just I want to see what happens when you stress. All right. Well, um, I'll Wait, take his what? extra five minutes, and I get fifteen. Then so okay. So <laughs> we've got it. So right. Tipster gets five. I get ten. James gets fifteen. We'll see you in like thirty seconds. We'll see the progression of trivia over time. Okay. <laughs> Hey everyone, Jason here. While the host and I step away to think about our keyword challenge, we just wanted to remind you that you can check us out online at QuadriviaPod on Twitter, on Facebook, just search for Quadrivia Podcast, and you can always email us at quadriviapod at gmail.com. We're always happy to hear from you. And now, back to the show. Well, so that was a stressful five minutes for me. Um, we've been busy away uh, trying to write a question to do with Dave Matthews' band. James, mm-hmm. since you had 15 minutes on this, do you yeah. want to go first? 
Sure. Uh, I mean, I actually I wrote my question pretty quick, so I went outside, took a deep breath of fresh air, and now I'm all itchy and just, uh, it's a mess now. But I will go ahead and go first. Um, so if everybody's ready, here comes the question. The Dreaming Tree is a brand of wine launched in 2011 by Sean McKenzie and his musical partner. What group, along with their lead singer, provided the namesake for The Dreaming Tree from one of their 1998 songs? I have a feeling on this one. <laughs> Just an <laughs> odd feeling that I know what this is. Yeah, I, I hate to ask a question where the answer is the keyword, but I just felt like the the factoids that make up the question leading to it are worth it, you know? Oh yeah. How many how many musicians have actually released their own brand of wine? Like I know I know that um there was that one person from Blur who has their own vineyard now. Um Well they... I'm trying to think. I know that there's some I don't know about musicians. I know there's celebrities out there that have done some things. You got uh, Crazy Dan Aykroyd and his vodka. Oh, his skull. <laughs> and then, skull. The skull and, uh, yeah, and then uh, Danny DeVito's limoncello. But those are the only <laughs> things I can think of. Well, I think I think we all know what this is. Uh, this is um, the uh, this is the Dave Matthews band, right? Yeah, that is correct. I will say though, I don't think that I know the song "The Dreaming Tree." You're asking I, the wrong person here, yeah, James. I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, Dave Matthews was big when I was in college, so of course, things like you know, uh, Crash and Satellite and uh, so much to say, you know, all the you know the radio hits. But I never got into the band, you know, deeper cuts on their albums or anything like that but i figure there's probably i'm hoping enough people who have heard of the dreaming tree that it would pull them towards dave matthews and the dave matthews band for this one i think it's solid uh, and it yeah. also helps that it was the the keyword so if nothing else they'd be able <laughs> to guess it from that yeah i mean you know 1998 <laughs> at least put you <laughs> into the hopefully the right era as well i imagine there's probably some extra bits i could throw in there to really help out but hey there's nothing wrong with a difficult trivia question now and then mm -hmm. no yeah no, no. um i i think you know there's a nice little factoid in there there's um you know a, a, a an in for all the dave matthews I, I don't know how big the Dreaming Tree was as a song, so it's it's difficult for me to pitch difficulty. Um, but all all together, like there's there's plenty of ins there. I feel. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it's fair. It, like you said, it's a a late round question, but it's not unfair by any means, and not bad for a fifteen minute question. Uh, do you want to hear what I was <laughs> able to do with ten minutes? Yeah, sounds good. Go for it. All right. Uh, Dave Matthews Band has played quite a few concerts at a venue not far from where I live in Washington, uh, The Gorge. Which city in Grant County, which is named for U.S. President Ulysses S. Grant, is home to The Gorge, but not to Ms. Stewart or Ms. Plimpton? Let's see. Uh, city of Grant County. 
Is there, I'm trying to think of Miss Stewart and Miss Plimpton. Is there a, is there a Martha Plimpton? I'm, I'm trying to think I, of <laughs> names. I was going to say the only Plimpton I know was like this hoity-toity actor, I think. But oh. that was a, a gentleman as well. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Stewart. Miss Stewart. I had a Miss Stewart as a math teacher. <laughs> That's who I was <laughs> referring to very much. Yeah, so. people... <laughs> People would say things like she's a witch and she was in room 333, so you'd say you're halfway to hell. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, that works out. Wow. That's terrible. And and oddly enough, <laughs> I, we uh, saw her in public uh, when I went to my very first They Might Be Giants concert, and there she was. Like, hey, you like them too? And I was like, yeah. Interesting. And me and my friends... Just waddled into the place and 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 yeah, hit away. She was probably a very awesome person, but just being an angsty school te- school kid like that, you know, just ugh, it's a shame. But so it goes. As to your question, though, <laughs> I don't even remember her first name. Um, I I can't think of any Miss Stewarts or Miss Plimptons, and I know that that's probably a clue for the city, and. We're talking about Washington State. You're talking about the gorge. I don't know where that would be. So, Tipster, do you have anything to go on here? I mean, I, I'm I'm flipping between two options. If it's Washington State, like maybe there's a a, a city named after uh, which which city? Oh, it's named after Ulysses S. Grant. Okay. Uh, Oh, hmm. what does what does the S stand for in? in... Uh, I believe it stands for nothing at all. I think it's yeah. just a, a placeholder initial. Oh, in fact, did, wasn't his first name originally like Herbert, and his his initials were Her, or he was Herbert Ulysses Grant, and he didn't want it to be Hug, so he changed it. <laughs> I like this. This could very well be just one of those random things that people repeat because they read it on. Let's a go Herbert. It's not true. But let's go I've, Herbert. I've thought that for a long time. Sure, let's go Herbert then. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I'm not Herbert. trying to help you guess here, <laughs> yeah, for the no. record. I know. I, I wrote the question. <laughs> I've got nothing more to yeah. go on, though. What do you think, I, James? I, I, I'm Let just trying to think of a, you know, a city in Washington. So we're going to go with Olympia. Oh, see, I tried to give you some clues there. Uh, how about I tell you some of the clues that I was going for, and then we'll see if y'all want to lock in Olympia as your final answer. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I did uh, intentionally say U.S. president, and there is a Martha Plimpton um, who is popular on TV and on oh. Broadway, and there's, of course, Martha Stewart. Okay. So it's it's is it Martha? <laughs> Well, uh, the city is home to the gorge, but not to those Marthas. So we're locking in Olympia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was going to know. If the I, I mean, answer, now uh, that I know there's a Martha Plimpton, I'd have, I'd have locked in Martha. But. You know, I mean, unless you're, you're going, the only other person I can think of that's named Plimpton was this guy named George Plimpton. Ironically. So, um uh, yeah, and I think George Plimpton is Martha Plimpton's like father or grandfather or something. But 
Um, not if you put George, it would give you the point. Uh, it is <laughs> the gorge in George Washington. Oh my goodness! But I was wow. going for Martha uh, being Martha Washington. Oh, that <laughs> and just by teasing the U.S. president connection, uh, it's a city named after the first president, George Washington, uh, in a county named after the president, Grant, in a state named after oh! the first president. Oh, the wow. county is named after you. Of course, because it's Grant yes. County. What? Oh, I see what you're talking about. I was, <laughs> yeah. I was right there with you. Well, if like, only I'd I had 15 more on minutes. on the part of the question. If I'd had 15 <laughs> minutes, I would have been able to clarify that better. <laughs> Well, let's see what I came up with in five minutes, I suppose. Let's do it. Okay, uh, this is um, a, a, a kind of connections question. What links these things? A top ten album by the Dave Matthews Band, a Naughty's Oscar Best Picture winning film, and a PlayStation platformer mascot. I don't think I've ever heard anyone in the States refer to them as the Naughty's. Um, so <laughs> I, like, I am going to clarify that that's the the two thousands. Yes, O's, yeah. We're, we're talking about we're talking about the two thousands, not yeah. the nineteen hundreds. I was like going to say I want to watch the Naughties Oscars. That sounds like a great. <laughs> it's it's uh, what they're called I, over I here. That was I thought that was called the AVN. <laughs> uh, um, I also I'm laughing because I know this one. I actually do know it as well. I think I mentioned the song earlier, which I guess is an album by Dave Matthews. I didn't know it and, was an album, but yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, the uh, the Best Picture winner, that was about people that had like a, a weird automotive fetish. Am I correct on that? I, well, they had an automotive connection. Okay. I, I thought it, well, I'll talk more about that later. <laughs> okay. And then the PlayStation platformer mascot, I think it's like almost the PlayStation mascot, isn't it? Uh, uh, one definitely of, for I'd a time in the 90s, absolutely. Yeah. I'd say one of three. Like, without, I, I would dispute they are the PlayStation platformer mascot. Without further ado. Nonetheless... Corey, Damn. go ahead and Damn it, uh, I was going to tell answer. you to go ahead and give it to us. All right, it's Crash. It's As in on Crash the Bandicoot. Oh. <laughs> 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 hey, yeah. you took the time from Tipster. I took that away from you. So That's there you fair. Go. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, is, yes. it is Crash. Um, Perfect. Crash Bandicoot, the... Uh, the uh, Naughty's Best uh, best Picture winning film, uh, Crash, um, which actually had some controversy around it, if I remember correctly. Um, and then uh, the top ten album is Crash as well, um, named after the song, I presume. I don't know much about the Dave Matthews Band, so yeah. that's yeah. what you're getting. Well, I know I, the song may have been called Crash. I thought it was called Crash Into Me or Crash Into You or whatever, but fucking who knows. Uh, there could know. also be another one called Crash, but absolutely fair. Um, three completely valid ins for that question. So, 
uh, especially for five minutes. I think you crushed it. Yeah. Yeah. I like a good Tribon question. Yeah. As, As soon as I heard, as soon as I saw Crash on the Dave Matthews page, I was like, I, I have this. I can do this. This is I can work with. <laughs> I'm glad I found that within the five minutes because otherwise, oh, we'd have been, well, uh, we'd have I been in the it. weeds. I liked it. Um, and if you listeners didn't like it, maybe you should try giving us a keyword challenge and uh, we'll see what we can do with your suggestion. Also, if you did like it, you can still give us one. Just give us a suggestion, all right? We're running low. We need more. Send us an email at quadriviapodcast at g- nope, just quadriviapod at gmail.com. Or uh, go to the definitely released by now new website, which will also include for sure that page that we mentioned earlier. <laughs> submit a keyword. Uh, give, us, give us some shit to work with. Uh, looking forward to it. Tipster and James, what weird sound do you think I'm going to play now to uh, alert everyone that there's an ad coming? Um, I actually, I have no idea. I've only heard about this, but I haven't actually heard it. Uh, a, a sheep. A sheep. That's a fair guess. Let's find out right now. That was not a sheep. You lose. I'm sorry. Uh, But everyone else wins because we get to hear a round of trivia presented by James. James, what do you got for us? What is this trivia all about? Well, I figured since we were talking about hobbies, I'd pick one of the hobbies that I think uh, that a lot of people are pretty in touch with, and that is cooking and food. Everybody eats. So I have... 10 questions that are in the culinary realm, and I would like to give you all a little quiz if you all are ready for it. Yes. Yeah. Question, do I have to work with Tipster, or can I try to beat him to the answer? Oh, well, what do you think, Tipster? Um, First to call it out? Oh, goodness. I'm I'm not the fastest, but I will get there in the end, is is usually how I work. So Title of your sex tape, yeah. Um, (laughs) Wait, what? What? <laughs> Nothing. Um, the, the, what? The, the levels of understanding as that rolled in. I love it. All right. Let's don't, start with. Yeah, don't give him a chance to recover. Hit us with it. Okay. <laughs> All right. I like this question because I've actually heard it uh, used in many different shows and actually on game shows, and it always trips people up. So, how many teaspoons are in one tablespoon? Three. Three. It's five mil and fifteen mil in it. Yeah, no, we like measure it in teaspoons yeah. over here. Yeah, a lot of people either go with the two or the four because you know <laughs> that's the way the imperial system works. So, but the answer is three. So, well done, both of you. On yeah, but that more one. me because I said it first. Uh, either of you are beer drinkers. <laughs> yes, PBR. Unfortunately, the best one. not. But we'll see how this goes. Well, PBR is a three-way initialism that you might see on a label, but some beer labels contain the letters IPA. What does IPA stand for? India India Pale Pale Ale. Ale? Or I prefer American. (laughs) As in, like, Uh, American lagers, not 
Not being phrased. I, okay. Anyways, it's <laughs> India Pale Ale. It, it's okay, but India Pale Ale is uh, the correct response. I, oh, I hate IPAs. To... I genuinely do. Yeah. I, I'm not a beer drinker at all. I feel like my social skills are probably lower than they should be because I don't drink. Uh, just you know, never was one of those things I got into. That's okay. Same here. To be fair, I'm teetotal as well. Well, I I oh. never got into like the fan. Like I don't give a shit about fancy whiskeys and bourbons and craft beers. Give me uh, a whiskey that I can mix with a diet coke. Give me a beer that's going to be refreshing. Excuse me, that's going to be refreshing while I'm mowing the lawn on a hot day. Like that's all I want or need. A man of the people, to be sure. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, what nut is the main ingredient in the confection known as marzipan? I'll let Tipster uh, answer first. Yeah. What'd you say there? Uh, you were a little a Yeah, I thought you were unsure, but yes. AKA it is. the thing that really like sets me off every time I smell it. Uh, really? Yeah, i i used to I used to do chemistry at uni, and um, it it's a similar smell to cyanide. So, you know, if if we, we were always told if you smell almonds, leave quickly. <laughs> I was get always out of told. There. I was always told if you smell burnt toast, that explains a lot about you. <laughs> okay, but you're back with a toaster. Like, <laughs> I I don't know the I I don't know. Uh, number the, four. Isn't that like if you smell burnt toast? Isn't that a an indicator that you've had a stroke? Am I am I crazy here? My my no. mother, well maybe I, you're uh, having a stroke. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I I the only thing I know about the smell of burnt toast isn't that what they say outer space smells like, or is it burnt steak or something? I I, I I'm not sure. We're That's... we're diverging too much. Yeah, we are. <laughs> okay, tipster. Let's I just want you to, to know it. I stayed silent on that one to let you answer because I felt okay. bad about talking over you Ugh. on the first two. But going forward, I'm I'm looking to ace the rest of this round. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Coming, Is this a I'm challenge? Are you laying down the gauntlet? I am. I'm telling you. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm hitting hard. Okay. Uh, hey, remember Freedom Fries? Well, uh, during World War One, patriotic Americans might have eaten Liberty cabbage, Sauerkraut. which is more commonly. Known Let as... him finish the question, Corey. <laughs> Yeesh. How about this? I'll give you the answer to the next one. You tell me the question. Uh, okay. You know, I, I, I will admit some of these are are pretty basic stuff. Uh, I think that this one is going to be a, a pretty quick answer as well. That's okay. Did, what those two? are fun yeah. rounds though. Like yeah. I love yeah. those. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause at certain point points to see if you can pick it up. Uh, you know, an answer from what I give you. What two word Italian term refers to food cooked so that it is still firm, such as pasta? Al it literally. Hmm? Did I al dente? Yeah, was I yes, wrong? it literally means to the tooth. Did I no, not it's come through the first time? I didn't hear you. Oh, I didn't hear you. No. Oh. Tipster, did you hear him? I didn't hear him either. So. Oh, be yeah, I, that's, <laughs> I had that after still firm. Uh, Al Dente was Oh, right. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, this one, uh, I think, is getting a little bit on the tougher side here. Codified in recipe form in Le Guide Culinaire in 1903, how many French mother sauces are there? Five. Well, Tipster's in with five. I won't say if he's right or wrong yet. Shit. I'm going with three. (laughs) Three? The correct answer? There's bechamel, velouté, espagnol, hollandaise, and tomato. There are five mother sauces. So yeah. much for acing well done. the rest I know. of the questions. Hey, you know what? I'm proud of Tipster on that. Did you know I, it? Know it? Uh, I did a question on it a while nice. ago. See, um, the only ones I could remember were the bechamel, the hollandaise, and the, the tomato. Completely spaced I, on the other two. I think Espanol was the... Uh, Velute, Velute was the one that stumped everybody and still stumps me to this day. It's like, I know there's five. What's hey, the other one? Well done on getting that, though. Yeah, bechamel's the like milk sauce. Hollandaise, yeah. of course, eggs, butter, lemon, tomato, obvious. Velouté is like uh, usually made with clear stock, like vegetable or maybe chicken stock. Mm-hmm. And then espagnol is the uh, brown sauce. Yeah. Oh so yeah, five mother sauces. Nice, well done. Yeah. Question you. seven: What traditional Mexican soup made with beef tripe and hominy is said to cure Menudo. even the deadliest? Of hangovers. Oh. I, I don't tell I me that I didn't come through again. I I heard you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I heard you. I just I don't have any I don't have any any uh, in on this at all. Yeah, I'm um, I'm like ninety five percent on that one. Yeah, Ricky Martin would tell you that it is Menudo. I say that because he was part of that boy group Menudo. Uh, always on Saturday mornings on ABC. Uh, for no good reason, but uh, it's something that we grew up with. Number eight coming up. What culinary bad boy wrote the book Kitchen Confidential and oh. hosted the television show No Reservations? Anthony Bourdain. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. It is Anthony Bourdain. That is correct. Uh, I, I should have gotten that after Kitchen Confidential, but I spaced. But as soon as no reservations was the uh, that mm-hmm. one tipped it in. All right, these last two, we'll see what you get on this one. Number nine here: What bartender's tool, used like a pestle, is often used to crush mint and limes against superfine sugar when preparing a mojito? Well, you Ooh. want to muddle it. So I don't actually know what it's called. I would assume just a muddler. Muddler? Yeah. Yeah, that's actually right. It looks, looks like a little baseball bat, and it's called yeah. a muddler. Okay. It's used uh, for mojitos as well as mint juleps during uh, derby time here in Louisville. I've, I've actually made cocktails uh, on many occasions for many years, and I don't think I ever realized that it was called a muddler. Mm-hmm. All right, here's your final one. From the French for under vacuum, what is the name for the cooking method in which food is sealed in a bag and placed in a water bath? That would be sous vide. I think Tipster might have started before you did, Corey, but I think he got it. But both both That's of you right. did get it right. We'll tie that sous vide. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. So there are your... Uh, 
culinary trivial treats for tonight. I hope that they satisfied your hunger for knowledge. So what we're going to do. That was, that, was, good. that was good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to pat myself on the back for that. Yeah, one. That's, that's a good one. Keep that one in the back pocket. <laughs> you know, I, there, I guarantee there will be people out there that, you know, if I like if I hosted this during a live venue, some people would complain about it being too easy. But I, again, granted, I think there was only one that I didn't know. Yeah, the the mother sauces, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that sometimes these are like the best rounds. It, it's well, fun. You know, it, it, so many of these, they create conversation. They give you something to talk about at your table. They let you, like, like I would love to use this as a round one round. Yeah. Let I, teams I think... get that confidence. Let them get stuff right. Give them stuff to talk about between questions because you get to talk about Liberty Cabbage and Freedom Fries. And you get to talk about Ricky Martin and about how much it sucks that Anthony Bourdain is dead. And like, it's just shit like that. Um, and it's a, a good live pub trivia type of round. Mm. Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, almost all of these questions did come from a round that I had written and used at a show per, uh, personally, and it was the first round. It is something that I wanted to kind of ease everybody in with something that was a little bit lighthearted and, and fun that probably, you know, 80% of the people would probably get 80% of the questions. So, uh, you know, I, of course I ramped things up as the night went on, but like you say, it's good to warm up the crowd, especially if you've got a long night of trivia ahead. You want to give everybody that little boost at the beginning. Yeah, it's perfect. Perfect for that. And I loved it because I like food. <sighs> Thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. And I like you. Corey, you're so kind. And I like Tipster. Oh. And Tipster. Wait, where's, this, all... where's this come from? What do you want? <laughs> well, Tipster, if I wanted to find more of you, if I wanted to experience more of you, how could I do that? Uh, you can find me every Sunday from 7 p.m. Uh, British time, 2 p.m. Eastern or 1 p.m. Central over on twitch.pinnaclelada.com for well, our I'm weekly Pacific, pub quiz. So... Uh, Pacific would be uh, 11 a.m. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> there we go. Um, also, buy my stuff, shop.pinnaclelada.com. What kind of stuff do you have? Uh, I have you know mugs. I'm going to go buy one. Okay. James? Well, I'm James Key, the Trivia Nerd, and you can find me online at thetrivianerd.com. You can also hit me up on Facebook, as well as the not-so-often-used uh, Twitter and Instagram, at thetrivianerd. Plus, you'll be able to find me at a new venue coming up in just under two weeks. Hell yeah. Uh, it's Amy Z's Pub in Linden, Kentucky. And I'm going to be doing a show from scratch my own way with my own questions. And you can't stop me. So <laughs> I did it my, <laughs> gonna be my way. We're, we're yeah. so proud of you right, and so, so happy I'm, for you, genuinely. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. It's, I'm hoping that the crowd will be, you know, super receptive to the kind of show that 
I want to put out for them. But hey, you know what? If they're not and they want it changed up a little bit, I'm more than happy to do that because that's what we do. We're flexible folks. Yeah, and right that's thing. the benefit of being independent is you get to make that call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You bet. Corey, well, what about you? That people can surely find you online somewhere. Absolutely. They can uh, head to twitch.tv slash thirddegreeentertainment or go to thirddegreeentertainment.com and find links to all of my socials, most of which are Third Degree Entertainment. Um, and yeah, just reach out to me there. I look forward to it. You can also reach out to us, to the podcast, uh, by emailing quadriviapod at gmail.com or heading to quadriviapodcast.com. Uh, you can also find us at quadriviabuttface.net, http colon forward slash forward slash www.cory.com.com uh, or DJ Trivia That Doesn't Suck.com. Uh, that is... <laughs> is that the new one this week? I swear, Wait, every not... week there's a new URL. <laughs> we we actually gave away a new URL uh, to a player in Jason's game on Twitch the other night. Uh, we said that the first place <laughs> team got to pick a new URL that would redirect to our website, and that's what they picked. <laughs> so uh, that that is now also one of our domains. Um yeah, because fuck it, why not? <laughs> let's, let's do it. Uh, so yeah, reach out to us. Again, there should be a brand new website by the time this episode comes out with ways for you to reach out to us to suggest keywords, to vote on the uh, previous challenges, or do whatever you need to. Um, so please go utilize that. And that's it. Uh, Tipster, I don't know if you've noticed this, but James is absolutely incredible at doing an outro for us, which is something that we needed for like the first 35, 40 episodes. Uh, <laughs> but he's he's been crushing it lately, and now it's your turn to try. Oh, my turn to do an outro. Yeah. Okay. End of the show. End of the show. God damn it. There, I, I can guarantee you. Oh my god! Sorry for the phone call. That's my oh mom. Oh my goodness! Uh, we'll call her back. Um, <laughs> I usually put it on silent, but nobody ever reaches out to me while I'm recording, so I didn't bother. Um, 